Skunk it. If I had a hanky, I would do that. Like some people, it used to be when you had hankies, you'd put a knot in your hanky to remember something. And then when you saw the knot, uh, you would remember why you did that, why you made that knot. Really? I feel like I'd forget what I made the knot for. Well, pro- I would probably too. But I don't know, maybe because maybe if you have intention, like I am not in this because of this. Like if you, it's like when um, there's that idea that you will do better in tests if you chew gum, uh, mm-hmm. the same flavor of gum you study with when you uh, take the test. Uh-huh. Because um, the the knowledge that you're learning that time, you get associated with flavor, and that kind of like triggers something in your memory. Because that's what, like, when people are good at remembering things. And I'll advocate that I am not. I am such a. T- I couldn't even remember what street you lived on when I was on my way here. Yeah, that was frustrating. Um, uh, you know why it took me so long to answer the phone is because my hands were covered in shaving foam, <laughs> and I mean covered in shaving foam. And I had to like wash my hands off. And I was like, maybe I could get away with just like washing like a finger <laughs> and then answer. But I was like, well, no, because then I still have to answer the phone. So I was just like rushing a lot. Could have put it on speaker. Well, I did think about that. But I was like, then he's going to know I'm in the bathroom. And there's like a weird thing about answering the phone when you're in the bathroom. Well, I already knew you were in the bathroom. I did have to. I was on the phone to my friend on Monday night. We were just having a catch up because he's moved away. And I was just like, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm going to have to take you into the bathroom with me if you want to continue this conversation. And just had a wee pee. While he was, Aww. but I had to like try and button up again with one. Well, I put it on speaker then. Ah, that makes I was sense. like, I need to button up. I can't go back out into the flat. Like, hello, flatmate. Good job. That is the second thing you've spilled. You. <laughs> what I was wanted, the first thing? I wanted to. I bought a camembert cheese because my workers started selling camembert, and I thought we could have been fancy boys on this podcast for a change yeah but then we had one bit in the kitchen and you managed to fucking spill it all over your jump well like get all over your jumper so we realized that we couldn't eat it on the podcast because we're going out in public later and we can't afford these kind of incidents (laughs) and now you just spilled your coffee on yourself as well fucking this carpet already has enough stains danny (laughs) not related to me either like it's the problems we're living in serious stains it's probably living in a rented flat where the landlords don't give a fuck about it is you just have like God knows where, when some of these stains are. If from. I if I owned a rented flat, I think every carpet would be dark, just so you didn't have to deal with that shit. So it always looked like wooden floors. Oh, wooden floors. Put fucking wooden floors in all the rooms. That solves all the problems. If my my flat's like that. We had wooden floors in every room except the bedrooms in my old flat, and it was a bloody dream. Now, but you can see that this room isn't that bad because it's a bedroom. And what like how much stuff are you really spilling in a bedroom? No. But like the living room. There's like a massive fucking dark stain. There's a big pink one right as you walk in. I don't know what that is. There's, like, a, there's a big blood stain in the shape of a human being. Yeah, that was I killed a man. Uh, <laughs> oh, was that you? I wasn't oh. like a previous tenant. He did. Oh, it was the previous tenant. He, you killed him well, so you could live here. <laughs> when Scott needs a new flat, Scott gets a new flat. Uh, he walks until he finds a flat he likes and then he kills the occupant. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, so it's like whenever the next, like we've only been here for a couple of months, so we haven't had any fucking killer parties yet. But <laughs> like when we do, that's it's gonna be risky, a big major issue. isn't it? It's risky. People spill wine. People spill tomato soup. If you have that at a, at a party, well, <laughs> I've actually got um, specially reserved for your next party a bottle of red for uh, to oh. have a have a wee drink out of. Just to prematurely uh, moisten the carpet. That 
Moisten is the name of my favorite part. Most, li- <laughs> most liquid moisten the carpet. I was also at work recently. Like I took on a new guy. I took on a guy's shifts because he's there. Uh, he, well, he's like off. He's kind of off sick permanently. He's been off since like February. So I took on his shifts, and um, they recently we were talking about conspiracy theories and stuff. And somebody was like, "What if you? What if you got rid of Archie? What if this was all some sort of plot?" get rid of Archie and I just paused and I was like when Scott needs more hours <laughs> Scott gets more hours <laughs> I'm a man who takes what I want you should have looked right, them right in the eye and go you've got a lot of hours these days <laughs> haven't you <laughs> yeah you know Paul that, that Thursday Thursday afternoon shift you do is pretty cushy eh? that's pretty sweet yeah. mm. it's a sweet spot between the busy hours it would be a shame if something were to happen to it <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe you should intro the podcast now because this isn't going to be a we don't have a topic for this one. This is another no. rambly one, like that one where I shouted about my neighbours for All like right. well, You've got different neighbours to shout about now. Yeah, <laughs> we can update. <laughs> I actually have an update, but introduce the podcast now, because I feel like this one could get rambly, and I don't want to end up 30 minutes in. And I mean, not, presumably if you're listening to this, you know what it is. Aye. Nobody's like getting half into this, like, what is this? <laughs> they haven't told me what it is yet. I, I've what I'm gonna try and do is I'm gonna try and um, work the summary of the podcast into the to the intro I do so that it's not as awkward. Obviously, this one isn't gonna have the same topic, but I'm gonna practice it. This will be a good practice. Are you okay. ready? See if I can get this right without consulting my notepad. Uh-huh. What's up, people of Peopleton, and welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast, where we take a film with a strong general consensus, whether that be good or bad, or find, and find the imperfections or the redeeming features accordingly. I'm Danny Jones, and with me, Scott Morrison. Hey, everyone. That was so official. That was like that was like an announcement at the airport, rather uh-huh. than an intro to a fun podcast. <laughs> I'll try and make it more natural as I try and remember it, but that's what I wanted. That's that's going to be the intro. Hopefully, from now on, strong. Critical consensus. Because we did Tron Legacy, and that's got a solid fitty. <laughs> that's got a solid... That's a halfway boy. Aye. But I thought many... Most I think we had this like in the... It. Was it not in the first... One of the first few episodes where we tried to pitch that, and then I was like, oh, but we'll just pick a film, whatever. And then it was like, we'll pick a film well, that exists, that has a critical <laughs> consensus. Whether <laughs> I thought Tron had quite a low one, though. Most people... 50, don't... 50%. No, well, most people don't really think. Um, I, most people that you would talk to, because um, like the it. Dark Tower definitely, the general consensus is bad. Shit, nobody, nobody I still really likes it. Have nightmares about that film occasionally. I right, okay. So another Stephen King film's come out, right? And I've not seen it. Have you seen it yet? I have seen it. All right, I haven't. Uh, seen wait, it. seen what? It. Seen it? Have you seen it? Seen what? Seen it. Seen what? Let's say <laughs> where. It's weird it? that. My favorite thing to do is just to lean in really close to the mic and like mutter something. I mean, you're the one editing it, so you're the one who has to deal with the levels. But I don't know what, like, I think it's because I don't have enough to mess about with. Ah, there's, there's no way like, to Like, I enjoyed some... the episode where I had the Top Gun song, <laughs> because like, that was like a fun thing that I could do. You're going to be one of, you, you, like, if we get high tech, you're going to, like, if we ever I'm going to have a soundboard. Yeah, you're going to have, you're going to be one of the, whoop, 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 what's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be amazing. My my thing about it is that everyone was really excited for it, mm. and I was like, something that's really frowned upon is remakes, remakes of films, right? And I just wondered what what was it about it that people were so on board with? I would say a that it's a horror movie, but horror movie remakes happen all the time. Okay, I would say b 
bloody Stranger Things is the biggest thing going. And Stranger Things borrows very heavily from it. And but this new film kind of borrows very heavily from Stranger Things, and I think that's I think it's it's just at that. Sweet yeah, do you think Stranger Things is that? I think big? it has. I, Stranger Things is huge. Do you know anyone that doesn't watch it? I don't really. I could go guess I've a very asked. Very I often. feel like everybody I know watched and loved that show. Yeah, like, it's a great of show. All ages. Yeah, it's a great show, and I think it brought back that kind of nostalgia for that time period. And so it comes out, which is like a condensed version of that. Hmm. I think that probably. Okay, so you've I think that things. might have had a lot to do with it. Yeah, I was just. But I found it bizarre that that was the one everyone mm. was like excited to go I see. Was, yeah, I was. I was buzzing for it. But oh, I right. think as well, like I mean, compared to the Dark Tower, like I didn't know what the Dark. But Tower the Dark Tower, like the Dark. Why well, I mean like a movie remake? Because like. Yeah, they're usually. They're usually so. Uh, I think horror about. ones seem to get away with it a bit more. Just but because sometimes that's just horror. because. Because um, like look at like Evil Dead, people were buzzing for that remake. Yeah, but then there's the Freddy Krueger remake that happened. Mm, it's bad. And then there was like, I try to think of other ones, but there's loads of horror remakes. They remade the Wolfman with Anthony Hopkins. That just sort of slid by. Most of them go and un- maybe that's why most of them go under the radar. Mm. Like and you. Um, Maybe that's it, and it had a bit more publicity. I don't know. Like I, I think, yeah, I've not. I've got not. I've never. I try not to have anything against remakes because maybe there is something you good you can do for yeah. a remake. But it was strange that for everyone to get behind it. I just wonder I think why. It's, yeah, just you know, like people also like the original one, I guess. And so, but then see, usually then that's not the very reason. Good. Maybe the that's it. One, so it's May, like, I did wonder that because we can. The thing that makes it memorable is Tim Curry. Yeah. Like, so maybe that's why. Yeah. I want maybe it's everyone was behind it because the we all kind of in like in the back of our heads know that it was o was okay. Yeah. It was mainly okay because of Tim Curry. Maybe that's why. But like, usually if uh, everybody loves it, that's a big enough reason for no one to remake it. Yeah. But I don't know. It was just I just thought it was really strange that everyone got behind it was a bit odd. I never really thought about it. I think because... Um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't care about it. And I, that's, that's, that's the thing. Nothing, nothing against it. Yeah. Uh, I like that's horror movies. I like Stranger Things. That's my... Stranger Things is good. Stranger Things. Ooh, hello. Easy Knock boy. Knock the table. Easy boy. <laughs> you just hold your horses. Steady there, Cal. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so we're not going to do a proper episode of this one. We are going to shoot from the hip. Because we don't have time. It. We didn't have time to watch a movie. Shoot from the hip. <laughs> But content, as I think I said last time, content's the only, the only thing that matters. We're making an episode. We're delivering it for the people who <laughs> care, you know. Buckle in for an, a, a solid sixty minutes of nothing. <laughs> I hope you're ready. An update, right? And I don't want to make light of it too much. Okay. Because it is sad, but also I feel. Maybe it'll make people see that I made the right decision. I moved out of the flat with the loud neighbours. We're in a very nice... Oh well, no, where's this going? This flat's alright. You know. <laughs> we'll leave that as it is. You'll see when we release a video or something set in the flat. Um, some. So you remember... We had problems in that building. I don't yeah. know if I remember if I mentioned it on the podcast, but we had some problems yeah. with not just noisy neighbours, but... Uh, junkies as yeah, well. I, I saw a couple of needles the last yeah. few times I came to your flat in the stairwell. About a month after I moved out, someone died in the stairwell. Ooh. Yeah. Was it OD junkie? Then? It was an OD. Yeah. How in... Like, 
So that's what I got out of. Because that flat was a nice flat. And I feel like having that story now backs up why I moved out. Yeah. Because people are always like, but the flat's so nice. I was like, yeah, but you're missing the little details that I have to live with on a day-to-day basis. Aye. That was one of the details. No, it's never cool to find needles in your stairwell. Or dead people. Your, your old flatmates then, is, is, did they have any interaction with the the OD junkie? No, apparently I think the police came around and talked to them about it. Okay, so that's they, my understanding. Because that would like, there's a good chance if you had lived in there, you could have been the one to have discovered that junkie. Yeah, you could have been, you could have come out, seen somebody lying on the stairway, and go, oh, oh yeah. someone's had a bit too much, and then you're like, oh no, wait, hang on, he's fucking dead. dead. Like you could have discovered that. Yeah. So I don't want to linger on it too long. I just thought a little addendum, since this is kind of episode two of the rambly episodes. Right. And you want to address those neighbors? Yeah. So we could talk about anything, Danny. Aye. Anything. What do you want to talk about? Good. We just make noises for a while. <laughs> Have your sound effects bought. I got like a noise. I don't know anything. Oh no. He's trying to find something, guys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's trying to find something that makes noise. That's that's where this podcast has got to on this episode. What's he found? What's he found? In case you weren't quite sure. That is so dusty. <laughs> It's Look yellow. At that. It's yellow. It's BB-8, but it's yellow. Is that doing anything for you, listeners? <laughs> Talking of BB-8. Oh yeah, buddy. The Trevorrow's out. I, Colin Trevorrow, <laughs> um, who was supposed to be directing episode nine and is famous for directing Jurassic World. Famous for it. Well, I mean, what, what else is he? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, no, like because I. Yeah. Okay. So Colin Trevorrow. He's out. He's out. He's not directing Star Wars Episode Nine. They thought, I want, I, see, I want to know what I, I do want to know why, but it seems like a bit of a shit show over there right now, doesn't it? Hmm. But my defense for him was always people, like, because I, I had a few friends who were like, I don't want the Jurassic World guy doing Episode Nine. Ah. And I was like, yeah, he might be the Jurassic World guy, but he also did this one real good movie about a time machine. Called Safety Not Guaranteed, and I love that movie. Safety Not Guaranteed is a great movie. Mm. I love it so much. But, like, Jurassic Park wasn't great. Jurassic World. Jurassic World. I remember when we saw that movie. Jurassic Park is great, just to clarify. Jurassic Park is well good. (laughs) I remember when we saw Jurassic World, and we saw it with, like, seven people, and we came out of it, and they all loved it, and me and you just kind of kept, like... (laughs) Really quiet. Yeah, (laughs) we just kept, like... Me and you would kind of get a little bit behind of the group or a little far ahead and be like... I mean, it was shit though. <laughs> <laughs> like, did we but there's always hype and stuff, isn't yeah. there? So like, but yeah, Jurassic. Yeah, I really hate Jurassic World, and I do wonder if a lot of that has to do with how passionately I love Jurassic Park. Hmm. Um, but then I like, I never had a childhood nostalgia for Jurassic Park. I watched it when I was a bit older in mm-hmm. high school. So like, I I think Jurassic Park is a great film, but I've never had the passion that everyone else has, right? So, but I, I, that's nothing to do with that. So it, to me, it was nothing to do with nostalgia or anything. Like I, I watched Jurassic World and I was like, it's a bit flimsy and it? it's mm. a bit shit. There's nothing, there's not really anything interesting happening. It's very passive. It's very cardboard cutout figures dancing yeah. in front of the screen and CGI that's somehow worse than Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, Which is the fascinating part to me is like, this is the CGI element of it. Of like, why not just... Why aren't you just using animatronics? Aye. Because you know it works. Like, Jurassic Park proved yeah, it. Yeah. Right. The film, a film in from your the franchise. 90s proved it. Like, 
they it looks better and everything yeah everything just I think Jurassic World as well everything just looks too fucking squeaky clean because hmm. of all that CGI like nothing looks like it's worn in or used everything just looks like it's got that sheen to it which I guess you know it's a new park and it's meant to look like the future and stuff but yeah, it just didn't inform me. It just looked too like hmm. Hollywood and overproduced, and wasn't for me. I understand that. Like the thing about the director is that when you have a film that big, Star Wars Episode Nine or Jurassic World, the director doesn't make all the decisions. Yeah, by a long stretch. So it's hard to say whether Jurassic World was Colin. Um, what's his second name? Trevorrow. Trevorrow. I think. Colin T. We'll call him Colin T. CT. CT. Sounds like a recess character. <laughs> uh, it's. I'd say whether it's CT's fault, you know, um, because like that that big that sort of amount of money being risked by a studio, you don't just leave it down to one person. Yeah. So you're like, would have episode nine worked with him? Would it not have worked with him? It's interesting. The thing that's, I guess, the most um, troublesome though is that episode nine won't be long before they start filming it. Yeah. And they've thrown everything out, apparently. Well, like, the I, and to my understanding, episode 9... Like, episode 7 was supposed to be the Han Solo one. Mm. Episode 8 was supposed to, is supposed to be the Luke Skywalker one. Mm. And episode 9 was supposed to be Princess Leia. Which, yeah. Which is very unfortunate, because she's died um, last December. So, maybe that's... I don't want to... Like, that might not be exactly what... CT has been um, has has got him out the project. Yeah, but like it must be a halt on the brakes when the the actor that you're gonna put um, this film onto, like yeah. the actor that you're gonna that's supposed to gone, help yeah. drive this film, is gone. So yeah. you now have to start from scratch with a different project. Yeah, because it's that's the thing. It's like he, it is interesting that they would get rid of him because granted, Jurassic World is not that great, but. It made money. Made, I think it's Universal's highest grossing film. It's a f- like, made a fuck ton of money. He's yeah. doing the sequel. Yeah. So, like it, the, like the reception of like the critical analysis. I'm sure honest, most people love Jurassic World. Yeah. We're kind of definitely. I, in a I wouldn't say. Now. I think. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say we're in a minority. But... I'd say we are if you take moviegoers as a whole. We'll get all the people who dislike Jurassic World to fight all the people who like it. And we'll see who shows up to which side and see how it turns out. I think we'll be outnumbered. You think? I think we will. Because I think people did like Jurassic World. Yeah. Like, as a general consensus, especially because it's kind of tricky for us because, like, being film students, we break films apart and we can, we like, it sounds pretentious, but, like, we see enough films and we've seen how they work that we can tell when a film's phoning it in yeah. and Jurassic World is definitely a film phoning that's in phoning it in yeah. um, and it's kind of for us like for people like us it's annoying because it's like hey we're paying money to come see your film put some fucking effort into <laughs> it. like do like Jurassic Park was one of the landmark achievements if you're going to do a sequel to it if you're going to do a reboot slash sequel to it fucking put in the hours and write a good yeah. script like just do it like don't have to play it so safe and so generic and well chris pratt he'll just bring the project to life yeah because he just everybody loves chris pratt now uh, well he fair. wasn't enough That's pretty great chris pratt wasn't enough to yeah. make that though even his character he's not doing anything no he's none of the characters in that movie are doing anything he's the generic uh judgmental nature finds a way yeah. guy he doesn't really have anything really to say yeah 
that was what I was going to speak about was like apparently I haven't seen it because I don't no, think I it's been released here yet but apparently is it Book of Henry I think that's what it's called is insane in like a bad way okay <laughs> like it's apparently people are not receptive to it at all and it's not making a whole lot of money uh, so like critically it's in the can and financially it's in the can and so there was wonder that if that was the case but everybody makes a you know yeah people make bad movies sometimes. but then isn't like, Book of Henry a smaller film mm. so like like yeah like he he's proved himself with Jurassic World to be um, be able for this one film to be able to make the mm. money on a big film like the second that's kind of a passion project you'd think that book of henry was only to keep the director happy mm. like hey the jurassic world we crush you with the machine of filmmaking on a, this industrial uh, level but have have, have your little passion project afterwards mm. and then come back and do jurassic world 2 for us um you'd like you'd think i don't think that would be the reason he gets put off dr- uh, episode 9 especially because he's still doing jurassic world 2 yeah so if he nails Jurassic World 2, which there's for them, there's like as an executive of all these studios, you would think there's no reason he wouldn't because he like he made money off the first one. Yeah, you wouldn't like that. He'd still be a hot property. And why would you want to get rid of him? Yeah. Like Book of Henry seems like too much of a minor thing to kick a director of such a big project. Big project. Yeah. Especially this so one. Something that was this late in the game. Who's like... who's going to take over it now? Yeah. Well, J.J. Abrams. Is that official? Yeah, did you not know that? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, that. yeah, no, JJ, 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 JJ. Is he, he coming back? Yeah, he's coming back for it. Oh, there you go. Which makes a lot of sense because they obviously just they all like they obviously are struggling a lot, and they're like, look, we just want someone we know uh, can hundred percent do it. Let's just get the Jester back, Triple J. But like, part of me kind of wants to see a different movie from, especially like because Ryan Johnson's style is so different to J.J. Abrams and I'm like curious as to how those movies are going to compare because hmm. so yeah, if, it, if it is drastically different it might be, it be kind of strange maybe going from a J.J. to a Ryan back to a, back JJ. To a J.J. a J.J. sandwich <laughs> a little J.J. sandwich an Oreo <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Johnson's the sweet creamy centre aye and J.J.'s a biscuit aye which is better when you drop in milk and I do think J.J. Abrams is better when you dunk him in milk <laughs> what, what films would you say is his milk and what would you say is just biting? Oh, what's a good way to put this phrase? Biting the plain biscuit. Biting a plain biscuit. Well, obviously, Star Trek is his milk, but like Star Trek Into Darkness is biting the biscuit. It's just, it's just like you've ran out of milk. Aye, <laughs> he ran out of milk, so he what used about... canned milk instead. But we all know canned milk is no real substitute for real milk. What about Super Eight? Would you say that's a milk? Say that's some milk. I'd say that's you're some running milk. out of milk. He's, but it is there. But he's like he's borrowed some of Steven Spielberg's milk. Like he's a gone over bit. to the next door and he's like, "Look, Steven Spielberg." I, he's just moved in. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I need some milk just for some Oreos. <laughs> Steven's like, can "Who I, are you? Can I borrow some of your?" Also, milk? while I'm here, here's. Do you want to produce my movie? <laughs> it's a lot like your movies. <laughs> yeah, so that's him. Go obviously gone to borrow the milk. Yeah, yeah obviously. Um, what other ones has he done? Do you think JJ knows the price of a carton of milk? When's the last the time he went it... down to the shop and bought a milk one? <laughs> Jay, I bet his... he buys like organic soya milk and stuff like that. Oh, he, he gets like his that. milk delivered in a mysterious box. So he doesn't <laughs> actually know what kind of milk it is until he opens Ooh. it. Jinky, <laughs> he definitely gets... I would say he gets maybe semi-skimmed. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's a semi. I don't think because he's not a watery boy. No, but I don't think he'd go full fat. No, he's too trim. To ah, he's, full a, he's, fat. A, he's 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 in reasonable shape. Plus, like, if you t- full fat milk is it's thick. It's a lot. It's like eating a yogurt. It's Aye. not nice. But I suppose it's better for Dunkin' Oreos. Yeah, because you get the creaminess of it. That's true. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> no, see, so he's doing like. J.J. Abrams is very good at nostalgia for episode 7, but do you, like, do you think he's able to kick it up a gear and do something more I would hope so. Definitive? Well, I mean, that's the worry with the next one as well, isn't it? Surely? It's like, it's like, yeah, okay, you get away with, you know, you're bringing it back. You're doing your soft fucking reboot. You get away with a lot of similarities to the first one. Uh, you, but the, presumably the big thing with the, like, my big thing with the second one is like, it needs to be different. Like, you can't yeah. just do Empire again because if you do that, you're going to lose people, like, big time from this. Or people who care. You're uh, going to lose them from this franchise. Definitely. Because, like, um, the first one's the nostalgia to get you back into it. The second one, it needs to, do, it needs to go in a different direction. It yeah. just needs to. And I wouldn't even kind of... say people who care. I would more just, like, people like us who are kind of just passive towards the whole thing. Aye. Like, you're going to lose our enthusiasm big time if it's just the same as Empire. Aye. Like, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't, like, if... I'm only a casual Star Wars fan, so if mm. episode 8 just turned to be Empire Strikes Back, it'd be like, fuck it, who cares? Who cares about any of this anymore? Yeah. But I want it to be different, because we need to go down a path where things are different. Uh, we're not just getting the same shit churned out all the time, because it's safe and it works. Do you think they'll but, experiment? It's, you, it's such a big so. thing, Star Wars, that like it's almost like you can afford to experiment, because it's going to make money anyway. So just mm. do it. Just go and make something. Even if it's a bad film, we'll then fix it. For, like, we'll yeah. go into episode nine with what we want and what we dislike. And it, I, I would much appreciate a bad film that really risked it than a yeah. safe film. It sounds like an absolute shit show over there at the moment, though. Yeah, because this isn't the first uh, director they've lost. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Aye. Yeah. Like six weeks before they wrap. It was ridiculous. Why Why they didn't just finish wrapping? <laughs> it just feels so ridiculous. <sighs> Like you wait, like I. You have to wonder how much nonsense was going on that they got <sighs> fired. But like they make good films. That they mm. those two were the reason I was looking forward to the Han Solo yeah. film. It's the only reason I cared. I like um, uh, him and uh, and uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, seeing Donald Glover do something. Yeah. Um, like they're the reason I cared. Like I was so ready, like just to watch, like Han Solo. I was excited for it because I was like, it would be a fun romp. And Chris um, Miller and Phil Lord are like they're so known for like taking what should be um, a bad idea and yeah. making it something actually enjoyable. The Han Solo movie's a bad idea. Yeah, so <laughs> if anyone's going to do it, it's those two. And like, not only is it shit for them to come off and like that project probably be a mess, but also, what the fuck are you wasting Ron Howard's time for? Yeah. Like, Ron Howard's a good filmmaker. Okay, not every film he does knocks out the park. Mm, but if you're That take... part of the C one wasn't good. I didn't see it, but I, I, I'm aware. But then you, you get Rush. It. You get Rush, which is a great you, film. Yeah. I feel like you skimmed over that joke there, didn't you? I didn't see it. You didn't see it. Because of the sea. Because it's set in the sea. Was it? Because yeah. Because it's he had it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Whale. I got, yeah, whale. <laughs> it's in the sea. Whales live in the sea. Hi. Chris Hemsworth lives in the sea. He does. Some mythical <laughs> creature lives in the sea. Whales yeah. aren't mythical, they're just whales. Yeah, they're just... You can see a whale if you like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but like, Ron, Ron Howard, not every film he makes is perfect. But like, yeah. he, he made Rush, 
Rush was a great film. Again, I think it's another thing with the J.J. Abrams thing where they're like, Luke, just get somebody in who's fucking but like, competent and who we know will work. Time. Ron Howard, go work on a film you actually want to be on. Yeah. If you want to go work on a Star Wars film, let's see Ron Howard do a Star Wars film. But don't take the yeah. remains of someone else's yeah. Star Wars. He was- who gets the credit? At the end of this, when when it comes up, when that fucking credits roll, and we all sigh relief because it's finally over, like who whose name's coming up? Well, if you look directed at, by, if you look at Superman two, uh-huh. I can't remember who the second director for that was. was Dawn the... of the Superman. <laughs> what? Don't know. Because <laughs> um, I was about to say Richard Linklater. That would be no. <laughs> It was directed by Richard Linklater. Richard Donner. Would you watch a Would you watch a uh, Star Wars movie that took seventeen years to make? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. see him grow up. <laughs> All what would screen. it be called? Jedihood. It's be just about a kid becoming a Jedi. S- well, no, Starhood sounds like sounds like a Boys in the Hood version. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be in Starhood now. <laughs> Younglinghood. Younglinghood. From Padawan to the other Padawan one, Jedi. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> I don't want to oh, be your Star Wars mm. hero. Sorry, yeah. So uh, Richard yeah. Donner directed the first one, and then he was like most of the way through the second one, uh, which they were kind of filmed back to back, if I recall. And then he pissed the studio off because he was, I think he was spending too much money or whatever, whatever the reasons were. <laughs> He'd gone not. mad from power. <laughs> I, and um, they got, I can't remember what the fucking other guy was. What was his name? I think it was Richard something else uh, as well. He directed that Beatles film, A Hard Day's Night. Um, but they got him in and he was credited for it. Although recently Richard Donner got um, the Richard Donner cut of Superman too. Yeah. Um, and it's just insane because <laughs> he threw so much money at it. Uh, like, <laughs> what do we think it's God, everyone. <laughs> so they reused the turn in the world back in the second one. Oh, do they? It's weird. Uh, uh, you can solve cut. every problem by turning the world back. If you have that ability, you would solve every problem. Introducing by that the in the first movie is a, is silly, isn't it? Because then you're like, why doesn't he just do that every time? But then there's there's a, an element of that to like, Harry, like that. Harry Potter as well, where it's like, well, why don't they just use the time turner for every movie? People after? say that, but there was a reason why he didn't use it right up until that point, and that's because he was um, told to by his um, by Jarrell to believe that uh, he shouldn't interfere with human affairs, uh, and like he was trying to have like the balance. Like thematically, it makes sense as much as a 1978 superhero film could Hmm. but um so like he doesn't he decides that he was gonna save this woman who he shouldn't because that's too interfering with human affairs so like there's thematic reason whether you want to argue the science okay fair enough that's no the the science it's um whatever you um whatever you want to say but like thematically there was a reason why he didn't do it until that point Mm. and why he doesn't do it for every problem he's not supposed to interfere that much Mm. Um, so yeah, fuck you, Scott. All right, look. Fuck, all I was saying, no, I said, yeah, but like, but he's intervened now, hasn't he? So if he's done it that one time and there's no ramifications except good ones, why wouldn't you just do it every time? But the ramifications are long term. Oh, Dependency. Oh shit. On a super god. Get the Zack Snyder cut of Superman too. I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> he just kills everyone. It's just a blank screen. It's just a dark screen. There is a movie there. It's so dark that you can't actually tell what's happening anymore. If you look really closely, you can see Superman killing some orphans. Nah. 
Fuck it, come here. Frozen Malbo. Orphans get ki- uh, Children get killed in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a dramatic ending to, to Padawan Hood. If he gets... If it's that kid? Oh, no, because that kid... He's grown up now. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> that's how yeah, the film works. <laughs> oh, man, I hope to God Richard Linklater was secretly making a movie <laughs> that we didn't know about. Like, if years ago Disney were like, look, just in case we ever get the rights. Or would you think it'd be funny if he just went to them and it's like, look, I've been making a Star Wars film for the last 20 years. Yeah. I've heard it finished. Do you want to produce it Do you want to just put it out there for the world to see? <laughs> That'd be amazing. They would have to, wouldn't they? But anyway. Um, so, in conclusion, Ron Howard will probably get the credit. Yeah. Although they'll um, fill... Um, they'll get, like, the, producer the, the credits. Producer credit, yeah. writer's credits. The thing is, but there's a lot of people who won't know. Like, a lot of general audience members who won't have a clue. Aye. Uh, they pro- don't know but then if the film's a mess, or Phil Lord or Chris Miller. Aye. The, if there's a mess and the film's a mess, then they might know something's up. That's true. Do you think it's going to be a mess? If it's like Donald Glover going, Hey, man, this is my improv, and now I am reading the script. Yeah. I'm... Just, yeah, I want to know what their film was going to be. It sounds like it was going to be fun and creative and Disney's went, well, we don't want that. We want, <laughs> we want you to stick to everything we want because, yeah, no, I just don't give a fuck about any of these Star Wars movies. They're all just going to be the fucking... If, they're, if, they're, if they all turn out like Rogue One, then I'm already checked out. Aye. Like, um, Rogue One has exhausted me. Like, I should be more excited for Episode 8 and, like, I'm sure Episode 8 will be good because Ryan Johnson's a good director and all that, but... Rogue One did take the wind out myself a bit mm. of all of this Star Wars comeback. I mean, I was sick of Rogue One before Rogue One came out. I was sick of Star... Like, immediately after Force Awakens was done, I was like, okay, I'm done with Star Wars now for a while. Because <laughs> that was just a lot of build-up. And then it's like, you can't be done! You're never, we're never done with Star Wars now! Forever! Star Wars forever! You and me, Star Wars! This is Disney. You and me! <laughs> no more adventures, nine Star more, Wars forever! Nine more trilogies! Nine more trilogies, Star Wars! <laughs> and we're gonna get some of that McNugget sauce, Star Wars! <laughs> oh, man. What would McDonald's' Star Wars signature sauce be? Would it be like a dark soy sauce? Because it's like space, like the blackness of space. Or just sand from Tatooine. Sandy sauce. No, just sand. I'm going to try making sauce. Did I tell you about this? All right. I'm going to become yeah. the sauce boss. Uh, when I was in Belgium, they they had this sauce called samurai sauce. Okay. And it was like a really nice spicy kind of chili mayonnaise. And I'm going to try making it because it seems pretty easy to make. Are you going to make just mixed mayonnaise with chili? No, it's more complicated than that, Danny. <laughs> right? Don't fucking mock me. <laughs> I'm going to be the sauce boss. The sauce boss. I I went to see a movie the other night called uh, Night of the Hunter. You ever heard of it? Um, no. It's from the Fiddies. The Fiddies? Fiddies. 1955. And uh, it was real good. It was about... That's, that's such a bland way of putting it. It was very... It was, it was, it was a good movie. It was about... Um, it's about this... It's set in like uh, depression, Amer- the American Depression. Right. This dad robs a bank and he comes to his son... Like, right as he's about to get captured by the police. And he's like, here's all the money. Don't tell anyone that you have it or where it's hidden. And then he gets arrested. So he gets arrested and put on death row. And while he's waiting to be executed, uh, the guy in his cell finds out about... The other guy that's in his cell finds out about all this. And so when he gets out of prison, he goes to find the family and tries to get in on it and tries to get in there so he can find out where the money is and steal all the money. It's basically about a guy trying to kill some children if they didn't tell him where the money was. It's pretty intense. 
It's a very good movie. But, so here's something I was thinking about. There was a lot of stuff in it that was unintentionally funny because of the time it was made in. Okay. And when I came out of the film, I overheard some people talking and the guy was like, yeah, I just couldn't tell like if it was trying to be serious or if it was trying to make me laugh. Like, was it parody or... And I was talking to the, my friend that I saw it with and we were talking about how like it's clearly not parody. Like, this movie's just from a very different time period. Uh-huh. And I don't really know if we have any thoughts on it or anything to say, but I just wondered what you thought about like the films that were made a very long time ago with a lot of different ideals and trying to watch them now and taking like getting the same kind of impression from it if you get what i mean because we're watching like we're watching it and like i there were parts where i was laughing at like what they were saying to each other like just the fucking meeting people's children for the first time and they're just like you better go over there i'll beat the fuck out of you and i'm like you're a stranger (laughs) like you can't say this to people and like just things like that like the way people talk to each other especially where like obviously the men were the hierarchy and they just talk down to women and children and like just so like fascinating Hmm. and there's scenes where things like that are happening and you're laughing but I'm like, if you watch this in the fifties, like that's just that's just, just the way life. people all talk to each other. It's like, yeah, you tell that woman, like, put her back in our place. Yeah. So I was just curious, like, what, what? I don't know. Thought maybe we could pull something like that. I uh, know. Like, I get what you mean. There are some films that do date themselves. I think the best films um, manage to get past that. Like, you get some, like some of the classic films. Um, you know that there's like iffy bits like if you like breakfast at tiffany's but then you're culturally aware that um when you watch what's his name mickey rooney yeah when he does his ultra racist chinese uh-huh. impression you're like we can't okay. do this <laughs> yeah like, this is this is from a time where you might not have even been acceptable then, yeah but like like there's like hot button things you even something like, some, like stupid like um rereading sherlock holmes books uh-huh. that were in the victorian times and like, there's not a huge amount of datedness um, specifically, but even some of their language where they'll use the word gay in an entirely different yeah. way to what we would use it in. And you're like, snigger. <laughs> he just said he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we it's don't fascinating. because we're grown ups, but. Uh, well, no, I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's gay. De- oh, hey, man. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Thanks for showing support. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> But I'm glad I've got your support. If you if... were to come out that closet, Scott. Which one? This one. Point one it out. I'm point, point, point I was all... it so the viewers can see it. Look, hang on. <laughs> I was pointing at it the whole time. So fuck. For those of you listening, Danny pointed there. At the closet. He pointed there at the closet. The Where I was pointing was where the closet was. For those listening. Yeah. If you were to come out that closet. Right. Which one? That one. Okay. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. The one you're pointing at? Yeah. Okay. If you come out any closet, really. Mm-hmm. I'm not too fussed. Just don't come out the gay closet, am I right? Wee. Um, nah, that was too rare. <laughs> um, yeah, like even something as simple as that, like just old language and dated stuff. Um, it's weird. It's kind of it's like you watch these films, you got to have like a like just an awareness of how that culture was because mm. you could miss like if you were some of these with like a contemporary um, perception, like. You could uh, look so deeply and try, and you could so misinterpret these things. But <clears throat> but then you wonder what today is that? What is the thing of today 
that people would um in like 50 years be like oh well it's just it was a different time all right yeah understand it was Ugh, they were also time. accepting <laughs> maybe like the fact that a lot of um bad guys in our action films are terrorists yeah and like oh it was a different time back then there was mm. there was a fear mongering for terrorists something like that could, like you we it's so hard to yeah it's, to, to judge it yeah aye, to what what would be what you'd need to watch with historical context yeah yeah, yeah i was just curious um because it just kind of fascinated me that someone could maybe come away from that thinking it was parody hmm. it's like nah it's there's a good... Have you watched the new season of Bojack Horseman? Watched some of it. Have you seen... I think it's the second episode. Matthew Broderick plays a character from... Yeah, the, the, that's the episode where things keep affecting the release of their movie. Like, isn't it? No, that's no, that's even earlier than that. It's the second oh, okay. one where they're in the summer house. Uh, Matthew Broderick plays a person from... I want to say... It was the 40s. It's yeah. from the 40s because World War II's happening. And he's a parody of that sort of talk and that sort of ideals and stuff. Uh, and their whole family is even when there's like, can I have an ice cream, mom? No, ice cream's a boy snack. You can have some lemon with some sugar on it. That's more <laughs> of a girl snack. Um, so that's really that's right. That's yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. parody and when he's like, um, uh, I, I can't stay here. I've got to go and work. And who will count the numbers and compliment the secretary on our tight sweaters? Yeah. Like, that's a very parody of what you're talking about. Like, the, the weird differences between, like pre-political um, correctness and post-political um, correctness. I think it's interesting as well because you watch something like Mad Men, which intentionally pokes fun hmm. at culture back then. Or like not even pokes fun, but just captures it <clears throat> pretty accurately. You know, you'll see things like w- pregnant women just casually having a cigarette. Like the, <laughs> the, the show doesn't draw attention to the fact that she's smoking a cigarette. The character is just pregnant and smoking a cigarette because people just didn't think about things like back then. So then to see something like that just in context where it's not parody. Always, ah, it's like, not it's not conscious of yeah. it. Yeah. It's just exactly how it is. I'm trying to think of all the <clears> films that I've watched recently that... Like, it's it's very specific and... Hmm. It's it does mostly come up when you're talking about gender issues or race issues. Mm. But like, if you're got like a, um, I tell you what, there's a I'm trying to think which film it is. There's a Hitchcock film where a stranger comes to speak to this man, and like this is weird mannerisms. Like maybe it's like the manners of this. Like uh, he gets a visitor at the door, and like a, a visitor's a thing. Yeah. Like even though he doesn't know this guy, he comes in. Oh, come in, come in. Uh, yeah. Make yourself at home. Uh, would you like a, a a whiskey for your trouble? I uh, no, no, I, I'll be fine. And you're like, you don't know each other, and like yeah. this. In, in... Don't invite him in. <laughs> he <laughs> might be a terrorist. Um. Yeah, but even if it's like some bizarre, maybe that's not how it really was back then. Maybe that's just for the sake of this. But like, um, there's stuff like that where then, then well, and then uh, they, then he makes a joke about it. They're drinking a whiskey on the on the sofa. Go, well, you you probably should tell me uh, who you are and what you're doing here. Yeah. And, um, now that you're in my house and have me uh, with my guard down, <laughs> what are you doing here? Would you like to look at my knife collection? My yeah. I have a bread knife that's particularly sharp. Have uh, a look. Hold no, it in your hand. <laughs> Hold it. Like, why are you pointing it at me? Who are you Even something like that. Um, I can't remember which Hitchcock film it is. It's like fascinating. Even that mm. sort of mannerisms mm. where, um, uh, like, someone could be that polite. Yeah. No. I'll give that. I'll give Night of the Hunter its credit. Like, I loved it. I'll give it its credit, big time. Like, it is a much more dynamic film than a lot of films from that era. 
But do you condemn film? Because they like there's there's what I can't remember. There's a famous Disney film where they actually threw animals off the edge of a cliff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, like it's to make to... it seem like that's what the animals actually did. They were they were it was for a documentary, and they were trying to say that lem- they were trying to say that lemmings. Yeah, could it was be like... star- I think it was because they could be startled, or I don't know. They were committing suicide for some reason, and apparently that's just not true at all. And there was just a bunch, of, just these Disney execs just made some lemmings run and. Okay, that's maybe different to the point I was going to try and make then. But like, if you see something that's like, um, that's not politically correct, how much do you condemn the film and the filmmakers? Because like, you have all these famous filmmakers, and some of these people have done like, some of them, some of the actual filmmakers themselves have done horrific things. Look at um. Uh, Roman, Roman Polanski, Polanski yeah. like he's done horrific things, but like Chinatown's still Chinatown. Yeah. How how much do you associate Roman Polanski with Chinatown? Mm-hmm. Because what like do you think it's fair to dismiss a film based on um, the fact that it's politically correct? Say something like Breakfast at Tiffany's is like mocking um, was it Chinese people? Mm-hmm. Um, like is that does that kind of condemn the film to any extent? There was a thing on a podcast with Richard Iowadi where he talked about Woody he talked about Woody Allen. Hmm. <clears throat> who obviously like so he married his stepdaughter? Yeah. Dodgy. It was nineteen at Fucking, the time. Yeah. Weird. Not illegal, but <clears throat> certainly weird. Certainly not weird cool. Not cool. <laughs> if you could put not to put too fine a point in it. Not cool. Uh. But Richard Iowadi talked about if there was an element of like if some of Woody Allen's art almost wouldn't have happened if it weren't for a situation like that if that makes sense yeah like well, in terms of him putting his experiences yeah. obviously none of his films are about that Manhattan but... has a similar thing where he's dating a really young girl in it which one? Manhattan hmm I've not seen Manhattan oh Manhattan does it has like a you should see Manhattan that's a really nice film um, but like he there is like not it's not the age gap isn't as extreme and but like there is a an element of it um so yeah but like i know what you mean like it's it's a bit bizarre because you can't could you it's mo- may, mostly whether you associate the films with these artists especially yeah. someone like robin polanski or woody allen who have huge amount especially woody allen he has a huge amount of control over his films he can basically do whatever the fuck he wants to do yeah. If he wants to write a film about this, he'll go and write a film about that. You know, he doesn't. There's not much limit in him. He's such mm. a veteran of the film industry now that every, pretty much every actor would like to work for him. It's fascinating because Richard Ayoade's submarine, I think, feels Woody Allen in places. It feels yeah, very I would Woody think Allen. There's, yeah, there's definitely. That, that. Richard Ayoade is definitely a fan of Woody uh-huh. Allen. So it's. Um, yeah, he makes that quite like he makes that quite clear in the in the podcast, and just about how it's it's just a very grey area. Uh, you know, there's an element of he puts it his faith in the judicial like system, and it's like, well, they've come to a decision that this situation is not illegal. It's weird. But it's not, as you said, it's not illegal, hmm. and so therefore, it shouldn't be considered like wrong to be a fan of Woody Allen or like you know what I mean 
But then what about someone who are uh, like Roman Polanski who has done stuff yeah. that is illegal? Well, he's fled. He knows it's illegal. He's fled the country because of it. Yeah. So what was the last film Roman Polanski made? I don't know. I think was it the Ghostwriter? I don't feel know. like it's been a while. Ghostwriter. <laughs> Ghostwriter. Ghostwriter Two Spirit of Vengeance. It'd be the classic Roman Polanski film. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Mm. And there's even people who are controversial who still work, like Mel Gibson. He, there's he's controversial for yeah, like his racist opinions and stuff. But yeah. do you do you then retroactively dismiss any of his films because of it? Mm-hmm. Especially because he's a director as well. Like is Braveheart less of a film because of his weird opinions? Was Braveheart before he started? Oh, it's all it's off. all before it. I suppose if yeah. you could look, you wanted well, to... Well, it was Passion of the Christ that kicked it all off, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know how Mel Gibson managed to make a phone call to his oh, ex-wife. That, have you listened to it? Like, I've, I don't know how he managed to make a phone call to his ex-wife uh, about belittling every, every other minority yeah. he could think of. Like, it's mental how hateful that that... How hateful against everyone that is when he's only supposed to be talking to his fucking yeah. wife. Ex-wife. Um, but yeah, like, he's an intense guy. Do you judge him any less for that? But that's it. It's in like I watch Hacksaw Ridge, and that's the fact that he directed it is never really in the back of my mind. Yeah, you know what I mean. But then he must he, for someone like Mel Gibson. He's got a high enough profile that he can make the film how he wants to make it. Because mm. like you'd be different if it was um if like someone came out with a film that was like. Uh, it was about Hitler, and it was about his victorious um, uh, said to his ex- victorious goal to kill all the Jews, and how romantic and his pursuit. Of, you would watch that film, and you'd be like, "I'm not a big fan of the filmmaker here because yeah. he's wrong." Uh, you definitely dismiss him more on grounds of that. But like, I guess these films don't have those specific agendas. But would you associate these bad things, these things have done with that film, and? Um, these people that make films that basically can make them how they like does yeah like what you had you had uh, said that m- the films that they make are based on their world opinions and they're also part of their world opinion is i can get away with saying this stuff and i'm okay to do this stuff mm-hmm. and i'm sure sh- but i mean i'm sure there's well there's there's people who have done stuff that we don't know about i'm sure there yeah, is yeah and things like that yeah it's like I mean, I don't like Kanye West, but I just don't like Kanye West because I think he's a bit of a cunt. Oh. <laughs> well, he, Kanye, the thing about Kanye West is he's not, he doesn't do anything wrong. Well, not like anything explicitly wrong. He's just he's just egotistical and yeah, up himself. Like he isn't um, he isn't a bad person for it. He's just a bit of an asshole. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's all kind of dodgy ground, isn't it? Aye. Sometimes when you start actually talking about these kind of and things. And it's hard, then it's hard to be a fan of someone like Woody Allen. Because I, yeah. I am a Woody Allen fan. I do like Woody Allen I'll films. go watch his... I mean, yeah, Midnight in Paris is one of my absolute favourite films. Hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I said I didn't really think about Mel Gibson because that's, cause Mel Gibson isn't as relevant to me hmm. with Woody a... Allen though it's like when I do what sometimes when I do talk about how Midnight in Paris is one of my favorite films like and I mean like absolute like top five level stuff there is always kind of that element of like it's a Woody Allen film you know what I mean yeah it's like he is a dodgy human being 
He's not a great person. Mm. 19 is... is How old was he at the time? I can't remember. It was in the 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Should we move on? Yeah. Got a bit walky. Got a bit weird. We're already at an hour. So we only kind of have to fucking stumble through (laughs) however much you want to talk about. Just some more shooting from the hip. Um, I wonder what's... Have we got any breaking news? No, we got none. No? No breaking news. Do you hear Trump is going to blow up North Korea? Yeah. Trump's going to blow up North Korea. Hurricanes are going to destroy the world, the rest of the world. And Elf on a Shelf memes are never going away. It's apocalyptic times. It's dark times we live in. It's raining outside right now. Sad times. It's not raining that bad, though. Yeah, but it's still raining. I'm on the positive side. It's not raining that bad. And maybe there's a chance that, like, North Korea won't blow everything up. It's not North Korea I'm worried about, in all honesty. I I feel like they're always just beating their chests. I mean, obviously, it's been a bit more intense lately than usual, but... But, like, North Korea now has got someone who can respond. Mm. Do you least calling him Rocket Man? I've heard that. (sighs) Trump. What are you doing? He's off his fucking nut. Now he's tweeting about how the Emmys are not doing good. And it's like That's because he didn't win one. It's like the Emmys are fine. No, it's because everybody made fun of him. It's because everybody's like, all the speeches are just like, isn't Trump a cunt? Which is basically... Trump a fan? Which has basically become... No, but it's a long-standing thing. Even through the campaign, there was the debate between Hillary and Donald Trump. And Hillary said that... Um, Donald Trump accused the Emmys of being rigged because he didn't win an didn't Emmy. Win, yeah. And like, and then Donald Trump's response to that was, I should have won one. You're like, uh, huh? no, don't make it easy to even remotely try to justify you. Ugh. He hates the Emmys because they wouldn't give him one. Yeah. What about Theresa May? She's not been in the news recently. Is she true. keeping her head down? There's kind of been no Brexit updates or anything recently. It's all been a bit quiet. Uh, well, I don't. I don't keep as into the loop as I probably should. But like, it doesn't sound. But no, like big news. Like, like stuff no, really... it's nothing majorly dropped. Yeah, it's still happening. That's the news that we. If we have got. any American listeners or anyone from any part of the world, this is what we're dealing with. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone knows about Brexit. I feel like Brexit is no, a but it's like personal does because we're in it. Aye, Brexit. Ah, Trump. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like this is a good place to round it off before we start Aye. rambling about politics. Um, sorry if this has not been a fascinating episode, but we're busy and we wanted to put something out Aye. for y'all. We'll have a topic next time. We'll, we'll have, have a topic next time. We have actually like a, so many films Aye, we, lined we've, up. We've got so many ideas we want to do, we just didn't have time this week to we get no on. Time. These shifts are like, as I think I've maybe said before, these, these 6 to 1 a.m., well, 6 a.m. to 1 p.m., Monday to Friday. Sounds kushti. Sounds like I get the rest of my day. It really doesn't leave you with too much time, in all honesty. But everybody will just think I'm boring. White people problems, am I right? Let's go see LCD sound system. Let's do it. Enjoy your... Eat your... Have some... You could do it. Is it eat your your JK7s? No, it's G-E-J-K M&M. Well, that's the wrong one, isn't it? (laughs) See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye.